Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Energy Speaks Back, powered by B2B Energy. My name is Paul Webb, and I'm the founder of B2B Energy, and I'm also your host. And weekly, I present to you experts from around the world. Welcome to episode 106. Our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. We would like to thank Esther Energy, who are our certificate partners. My guest today is transforming the building industry and helping businesses to transition to an ecological regeneration-based economy by connecting solution providers with stakeholders, finance and education. So without any further ado, I give you Jana Skokum. Good afternoon. Jenna, how are you today? Very good, very good, Paul. Thank you for asking. Thank you for you know being here, having this type of discussion with you. Always a pleasure to exchange perspectives. Brilliant. Really good to see you again. We've we've had Christmas in the way of our interview. We've been trying to get it planned, and um, now I'm sitting in four degrees. And what temperature do you say you've got there at the moment? We have like minus two uh, degrees right now over here in this location where I'm sitting, where we are based. So yeah, it's. It's okay, I would say it's okay. It's not what we used to have it over here. Is the temperature normally colder, did you say, warmer this time of year? Yes, I mean, definitely. This was one of the warmest uh, winters we have experienced so far. I mean, we don't get too much snow over here in the region. Uh, So we are in uh, Fricktal in Switzerland. But, uh, I mean, when you have 15, 16 degrees on uh, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, then basically it's something exceptional. So we did not experience yeah. this before. It's like more springish, I would say. Yeah. So. Are, are people pointing that down to um, climate change? Well, uh, you have always, you know, different perspectives on uh, the background or uh, the 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 cause of, of such events. You know, some people uh, consider that uh, to be just an exceptional uh, coincidence uh, for the period uh, of the year. So it's, um, yeah, some people have um, different perspectives or different people have different perspectives, I would say. Right. Okay. What about your perspective on it? <laughs> My perspective is, uh, yeah, certainly it's very exceptional. I mean, when you look at the um, uh, data across Europe, uh, it's not uh, it's not exceptional at all. Everybody was basically in the same line. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's... Um, it was the first one on, you know, on that level. So let's see where we go. I mean, we have some data, we have some statistics in hand. So, you know, the expectation would be you have such uh, kind of extreme uh, weather events, either it's uh, warm or maybe exceptionally cold weather in areas where it's not so um, usual to have such events. But uh, yeah, we will see where, you know, how frequent it becomes and, yeah, where we where we take the whole discussion and the whole uh, topic. Basically. I like that point of view because it, you know, we have these different periods and seasons, don't we? Where it's very hot or very cold, um, you know. And why not? Do we get sometimes we get a freak period of time where we get that temperature, um, you know, we get freak summers, freak winters. Um, so it can happen. Um, my belief really is we are heading towards some form of climate change. Um, we are seeing it across. With the whole of Europe, 
um, I was waking up in the middle of um, Thailand and the temperature was like 21 degrees, which is very, very cold for that time of year. And they've never seen that before. So there is definitely a move of temperatures just recently in this season that we've seen. Um, so, Janet, we have met through our activities on LinkedIn. And we've had quite a few meetings about, you know, what you're doing and what B2B Energy are doing to, together. Um, so for the benefit of our audience today, could you give us some background? And I'm really keen to hear about your your origin story. So uh, it's very, very simple, actually. I mean, uh, the story started uh, some seven years ago. I mean, I had such an experience. It's very simple and very basic. So I was living downtown in Basel. I had a very good job uh, in marketing and communication for a large organization. I mean, basically nothing to be worried or, or concerned with. And I remember I was once uh, going shopping, coming back uh, from the shopping. And uh, when I was unpacking the stuff, I realized after I was finished that the trash bin was full of uh, plastic fills. So that was like a little moment, um, which I remember till today. And literally, I thought to myself, that's one person, one shopping. That time I was single. So I thought, wow, you know, if many people do this, what is possible? And uh, then I, I did not uh, dwell too much on that. I had uh, still continued my journey uh, in the corporate world. But uh, when I became a mother, um, and I, uh, we got our twins, uh, that was like the moment of... Uh, shifting the perspectives for me I started to really be interested in uh, you know what the future looks like or you know what are the elements around that and um, I, I grew up in the mountains um, I was farming with my grandparents you know I had this connection to earth I know how soil smells so for me um, I just forgot a lot and um, when I started to read and join some organizations, um, I very soon got the impression that we need to do something. And um, despite the fact that uh, you may have some like it, exceptional events that are maybe not um, uh, that are only temporarily, temporarily, temporarily. My apologies, I'm not a native uh, English speaker. Um, <laughs> uh, still, um, yeah. I believe or what we see is just, you know, it's it's increasing in terms of intensity and frequency and it's just getting more. And we just do so much stuff that is wrong and uh, in the basic logic going against our environment that is feeding us, basically killing it that I'm not quite sure if it's uh, if it has so much in common with like uh, denying there is a climate change. It's just uh, like implications of uh, collecting so many little points of what we do wrong, what we principally got wrong in the approach towards nature. So there was a moment with my children when I realized, okay, so what's my job here? I mean, how can I help? What is you know? How can I get involved? And as I'm uh, coming from marketing and sales. Um, I, you know, had a little bit like the, the connection to this and by uh, nature or very, very like uh, organically, I started to build out a network in the field of uh, sustainable building, sustainable uh, living, a lot connected with basic uh, resource management like water, also waste as a, as a resource uh, element and uh, this is how the whole idea of Frogic started, making these uh, type of contacts accessible 
a lot of the, a lot of the solutions or the providers which I got to know or heard their their story or their motivation, um, I knew that nobody uh, literally knew them because it was just difficult to get you know through the through the noise and then you have all this you know mainstream marketing which is pushing a different type of agenda, talking about consumption of goods that are not maybe needed, and you have all these meaningful solutions that nobody sees because it's just so noisy on the marketplace. So this is where I thought, hey, let's create a place for them and let's show them, let's make them accessible because uh, it's going to just save you a lot of time if you don't need to, you know, kind of grow through pages and pages of information until you find some, you know, reference to a company that is really doing it in your location, in your area. So this is how Frogix was born. How does, you you mentioned... um... There's all different variations to the contribution of of where we are today. So we've got, we've got plastics, we've got the environment, we've got energy management, we've got carbon emissions, we've got power generation, like renewables, etc. Do you try to cover all the areas or are you specialize in, in any of those particular areas? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't specialize. We are, we are just a place where you can see them, you can uh, approach them, you can access them. So basically, we like to also bring those uh, segments and those professions together. Because uh, what we see, and if you talk to people in the building segment, uh, you quickly get the understanding that this is the case from either the front or the back, that they uh, act separately. Nobody's yeah. aligning like a complete concept, which would be green or environmentally sound or you know would really bring the efficiencies and you see the segments are or even the solutions are planned separately Mm -hmm. so there is no understanding if you have a green wall how much is it for uh, you know the cost the energy efficiency the water etc this is only coming right now and you have this research uh, data available but um, still it's not um, it's not like the process so this is why we also decided to uh, really make it so broad and bring the, the and bring the professions together. Do you and find, the fields together. Are you are you seeing any um, evidence of collaboration? Because we do see some collaboration. I think collaboration is key here. We do need to bring these organisations together. And I like your platform, the way you're trying to do that, because you're then sharing each other's details. So there should be, you know, I always say to myself and and to my audience, I don't have competitors, even though. You know, I can work alongside, and I do work alongside other energy consultants in my in my industry, and we work together and we we provide services together. I think that's important. Are you seeing any of that? Mm-hmm. For sure, yes, uh, and it was a very positive surprise. I mean, first of all, it has it brings many benefits if you join even. Uh, or if it's if it's like a like a little association uh, in the segment, for example, we yeah. see this happened for the first channel, it was water. In water, the water people, they quickly came together. They realized, okay, these are the elements. We can uh, complement each other. We can do this in this matter. So this this is what uh, really is the power of within the segment. But then you have also the beauty of um, when you uh, talk to people that are, for example, responsible only for the building, for the materials, and then they start to understand, you know, what is a certain type of uh, material being used has an implication on the water usage or efficiency that is being achieved in a building. So these are the types of collaborations that we uh, suggest, that we 
propose mm -hmm. and that we also uh, want to drive and um, create such space uh, for uh, during our discussions. We also have regular uh, online meetups where we really mix the perspective. So you talk about for example, forests, but you talk about regulation, you talk about deforestation, you talk about blockchain transparency and all the credits, and you talk about the very, uh, you know, traditional restoration of forests in different forms. So we really want to create a space where you have different perspectives uh, coming together, exchanging and looking for how to complement each other. Do you um, engage with organizations? So you've got what I mean by that, um, organisations that are looking for these services, um, not necessarily the people providing the technology or the services, but the people are looking for these particular services. Do you do you have areas for them to to provide forums? Um, what do you mean by forums? I mean questions so, or <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> questions, answers, um, answers for the, the you know, solutions, etc. So you know, I don't want to mention them. You know, ABC Limited. Mm -hmm big organization in London, maybe they're looking for mm -hmm. sustainability services. They can come to you. Do you have areas for them to, to join your, your group as well? I mean, uh, for us um, in simple terms, this would be a buyer. This would be a buyer yes. Uh, yes. as a partner. They can just go and see what is available. If they come to us and uh, they like to see what is doable for them, we have certain segments that we advise um, property or facility managers to look at uh, primarily of course it, it would be energy of course it would be water of course it would be waste then you have the difference between retrofitting and being uh, new built and all the green elements in connected areas so uh, and of course you then you have this more abstract things like business models concepts and you know all this enhancing uh, tools for example, that can nurture biodiversity or the well-being of people that are living in this area. So um, we can do both. They can just come, browse and see what is interesting for them or they have already like an element that they look for. Or they can approach us and say, hey, what would you what would you have for us that you yeah. like to suggest? I like that because I think it's quite key that, yeah, you've got this platform for the suppliers, but they also need to have access to the buyer the buyer needs to to be able to come in and as you say float around and and browse the the shop front to identify browse. who's who's there what what technical um solutions can they be looking for and things like that so um mm -hmm. how, what sort of um platforms are you using to to get all these messages across apart from your database mm -hmm. so uh currently we uh work um Mostly the first channel for us is LinkedIn, but of course we build out our presence across the channels. We intend to do this heavily more. We go into all the CEO elements, so the basic uh, basic communication uh, channels that we have. And mm -hmm. it's really nice to see that it's also a network of partners that is uh, being built around that. So we look for, you know, how can we get the message across or tell people, hey, we are here. This is where you can find your solutions uh, in one click, basically. Have you found um, a big uptake on this from organizations coming along to you? It's increasing for sure. For sure. It's increasing and it's, uh, yeah, it's also very natural. So the more people you have in the network, the more people are able to come up with suggestions and um, they come with uh, great ideas, whether it's a collaboration uh 
of the partners on the platform or it's somebody totally from coming from outside, not knowing what to do. And they just look for like basic ideas. So there is an uptake for sure. And uh, this is what, yeah, why we why we also do it to prepare for the phase where the regulation really hits in. Because all of us know we are now still in the preparation phase. We have some ideas. There is some indication. We have like this LCA studies and, you know, all the monitoring behind it that's coming like for the big ones in 2024 and then uh, cascading uh, basically the the aspects uh, to small and smaller organizations. But uh, you have practical elements that will already influence the SMEs uh, earlier. For example, the bank, the financial sectors, they will have their limitations already to report on strategy, to report on climate uh, change related action they take or support. So in the end, it's also the SMEs that will in the end see it in terms of maybe financing conditions, more uh, beneficial uh, financing conditions for uh, companies that uh, comply with, with the standard or requirements or yeah, have something ready. Yeah. You mentioned SME. So is this predominantly for the SMEs or are you looking to attract the, the larger, larger organizations? We are open for everybody, for every scale of um, organization. We have freelancers, we have NGOs, we have universities with us. Uh, we have apparently businesses, large and, and small ones as well. So we're very open. We try to structure it the way to be inclusive so everybody can join if it's like high budget, low budget and um yeah exchange and provide show what they have uh, on the market yeah what are your um your challenges that you, you're, you're up against currently the uh, the major challenge is uh it's really it's a lot of information a lot of movement a lot of different activities mm-hmm. and um some of them are starting in parallel so in parallel sorry so this is really the kind of focusing on the first steps first, but still kind of building uh, up the pipeline of elements that uh, we would like to work uh, at. You mentioned also some functionality. I mean, the roadmap of the platform is large and wide, you know, constantly having ideas coming in, what you can do. You can play with such a digital tool, basically endlessly important yeah. as how the users uh, use it and uh, how what is what is of value for them it helps them most on their journey and uh that's that's our job to help them to make the transition happen and realize for the sellers realize as many solutions as possible uh for the ambition or to uh, in order to uh, fulfill the ambition or the mission to um limit global warming so this is our big motivation the bottom line for us yeah i'm presuming that this will release um, case studies for what you're doing with the organizations as well. Um, you know, if you've got an organization that's come to you, they're looking for X, Y, Z, you've married them two together, they've gone off and they will then create a good case study, which I'm sure you would then put back on your platform to demonstrate the, the value of what you're doing. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yes, that's part of, of the story. I mean, uh, we already um, are, that's also one of the enhancements, which is coming shortly to uh, be able to have case studies uh, visible, just to let people understand what the provider can do for them, because sometimes it's not apparent, you know, you see scores, you see assessments, 
it's a little bit, you know, like if you are not in the detail, you may, and to, even when you are, it's so many uh, innovations and new solutions and new connections that come together that it's, it helps you, it helps you to see what are the results of having the solution. Yeah. So yeah, definitely agree. We, we will do more of that. Yeah. Jenna, I'm seeing a lot in the industry regarding ESG. Is this a platform that can support the ESG environment with organizations and helping them achieve higher scores within their uh, their ESG policy? Absolutely, and for sure. Definitely, definitely. And uh, would we like to, however, <clears throat> also prepare our partners when whomever they are, if they are a buyer or if they are a, if they are a seller, is its journey and... Um, we are not finished. We are not finished, and um, everybody will needs to develop and uh, look at their elements. This okay. is like the part we try to educate them not only on the business marketing or communication side. We work with coaches on that, but also on the sustainability elements. If it's deep ecology, where we work with academic people that explain their concepts, and you know, I mean, that we have like a solid understanding of the implications. But also, like, you know, how can you report on that? How can you leverage that? And also avoid being uh, accused of greenwashing because uh, it's mm. like a double sword. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, um, you may do some good things. On the other hand, you may, um, like, unconsciously uh, miscommunicate it. And, uh, but also maybe you are missing the the right elements uh, to really leverage what you do presented yeah. in the right way with full transparency. So the user knows or the buyer knows your end buyer or customer knows, yes, this is the right solution. I want to support them with buying their product. Yeah. Yeah. How many um, organizations have you got on the system now? Can you we share that with us? I know it's a bit commercial information, but. Is yeah. A- I mean, it's, it's a, we are starting, you know, we are, we are pretty new. Uh, we started officially 1st of April last year and um, we are right now around 130, over 130 for sure. Wow, that's uh, good. good companies, I mean, it's it's as it is. It's certainly nothing that we would say we're satisfied with. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, not yeah. And, uh, you know, there there is so much more, um, but um, it's... What's, what's your, what you're forecasting? What's, what's the ideal figure that you want to get out to? There is, uh, Paul, there is not really a figure that we would be looking for. And uh, we want to do as much as possible. We want to offer right. a variety of solutions. Uh, we we were looking also at the geographies. Um, despite the fact that uh, we have like um, a lot of communication in English, more and more in German. We yeah. also launched Czech and Slovak to also provide information for the CEE region. We have some partners in Poland and you know different uh countries uh it's very very international we we cannot like avoid that no. uh, and that's also the benefit <clears throat> because we see people you know very eager to kind of bring out their knowledge uh, many times you can still implement the solution even if it comes from brazil or it has a, it has you know a strong element of yeah even if it comes from different regions of course you need to tailor it to the ecotype but uh we don't want to restrict the exchange uh, on Europe only or Germany only. They will find their ways to communicate and to look for their providers more mm-hmm. than happy to do so. But also from the thinking perspective and knowledge exchange perspective, uh, we would like to create and we are creating a space where you can just go into the open and see who is there, what is available and exchange with them. Yeah. So, Jenna, um, 
you talked about your twins. How old are your twins now? Uh, a little bit older than, yeah, four years. Four. Okay, so you've had this journey. The reason why I mentioned that, so you've had this journey now for four years. You know, when you're looking in the back of your car, you see all this plastic, etc. How did you feel then and how do you feel now? What's the, what's the changes that have gone through you personally? I mean, certainly it's stronger. It's stronger and um, the whole, you know, consciousness about um, the way we live. I mean, how does it influence uh, our children? What type of uh, conditions we create for them? That is just much more clear and obvious. And um, it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, nobody has it easy. If it's like policymakers, I don't envy them for the decisions they need to make for the plans and you know the structures they need to create the consumers don't have it easy at all you are exposed by your living conditions to certain choices yeah. so even if you would like to go like super sustainable sometimes it's your budget that doesn't allow you to so and also the producers you know they have a kind of balance to create for you know what they take in what they give out so it's it's not that easy we have all these elements around employment so yeah it, it is as it is we need to fight for the future we want yeah. to create and start the process that's that's where i would see it totally agree i so i always say in specifically in my industry it's a journey so you know we, mm -hmm. we've got to go on this journey everyone's got to go on the journey but it doesn't mean that everyone's got to go 100 sustainability process there and then because it's, mm -hmm. it's going to cost a lot of money, significant money, significant time. But if we all take them steps at, you know, them short steps, 1% here, 1% there, gradually and work our way towards the ultimate goal, then as long as we're all doing it, I think we've got a very good chance regarding making a difference. And I read this morning, um, it's just something that come up on my screen, said it doesn't matter how big we are, we can all make a difference. And I think that's very, very key in what we're looking at at the moment. For sure, for sure. I agree with you. Yeah. Do you know, um, I, I was on a walk yesterday with a friend of mine. He's a financial advisor. <clears throat> and he said he can't believe the amount of organizations and people that are approaching him now that they only want to invest in green. They want 100% green. And he said it's very, very difficult to get there. But they're working on it. You can't go 100% investment in those green companies. ESG is starting to move now. We're seeing a lot of focus on that. But we're still a long way off. But the, the, the beauty of it, we're now all seem to be talking about it, which is a very positive thing, I think. It is better. <laughs> it is better when you hear people talking about, you know, the projections that were available like 20 years ago and they are actually super correct and precise and to yeah. the point, then uh, this is a progress. We need more and faster. We need more and faster. Yeah. And then you mentioned plastic earlier. Um, and I I'm, I interviewed um, Dr. Foshid. I don't know if you, you've met with him. He's in Australia. But he said to me on my in my interview, everyone consumes nearly a credit card every month of plastic. And that's a big amount of plastic to consume anyone over that period of time and 
you know, the, I, I was very pleased to see there's there's some climate um, and environmental awards recently with that company one, and they're making plastic out of seaweed um, and growing plastic, which I think is amazing. I think we're going to see that transition further as we go forward. Do, are you seeing any of these type of uh, concepts um, in the marketplace now? For sure, there is a lot of amazing innovation coming, uh, and uh, some of it, some of it is like science fiction, like uh, you know, you never thought you know this is possible, or you, you know, it was like your wildest dream, and then it's there. So, yeah, and and they prepare it, they prepare it, so it gives hope. Um, and uh, what what I would just um, kind of highlight is. Um, we have a lot of great technology and a lot of like um because you know some people call also nature a technology so this is where you have like you know how how far do you want to go or play with the words but if we talk about really like artificial technology man-made uh technology then um i just would like to highlight that um we really are we are part of a system of a connect connected to a system and um we threw it out of balance and push it basically further and further off balance. And um, if we manage to somehow kind of accept the fact or, or reconsider and recognize uh, what are the kind of key elements uh, that are bringing us or driving us down that journey that is in the end very harmful, harmful for a lot of people, then um, we can like go back even not only to super science science fiction a technology that is super progressive i like i like it and many times it's like the emergency solution that you need or many times data or digital uh, tools can really help you to understand or take action better but um in the end it's the natural processes that need to regenerate so if we continue you can i mean we had a, a recent discussion on um um, biodegradable materials and we have also some you know system thinkers and people that are professionally like you know looking at, at the elements and, and all the aspects of it but uh, it's very clear there that it's the balance it's the capacity that nature can manage so even if you would switch to all you know plastic that would be biodegradable you cannot cross the capacity of um, the absorption of, of nature so if you just continue with the same volume of consumption, just switch everything to green, it's not going to bring the benefits as what we would expect. So we really need to kind of reconsider the way we do things and uh, how we live, how we spend money, how how much we spend on what, and um, if we really need it to be happy. Yeah, totally agree. So, uh, Janet, it's come to that time in the interview where I like to put my interviewees on the spot and i'm just wondering whether you've got anything that you can give back to our audience today as a takeaway as a takeaway <clears throat> well it's hard to say <laughs> um and it's a great question so yeah my takeaway um or like a like a little tip would be try to open up yourself for uh, nature and uh really looking for this uh, connection to it. And uh, some people have different strategies. Somebody goes for a walk, somebody, you know, sits down on a, on a grass field or whatever. 
Uh, I really like the element of uh, earthing. If you if you heard it, it's just a walking barefoot on a natural uh, natural right. underground. So if it's sand or or soil or grass, it's good. And uh, the moment when you realize that you have a problem to take your shoes off, and you have like a little bit of uh, weird feeling, you know, to to go there. Uh, that indicates that you live disconnected from nature. You you feel it's something that is dangerous for you or, you know, something can happen for you. So I would just like to invite people to do it, to try it and to just, you know, look for their their positive relationship and looking for, yes, we are part of this and we should really take care of it, watch it and uh, develop it to our best abilities. And we can do so much better than what we do now. Yeah, I like that. I do like that going back to <laughs> well, we used to anyway, didn't we many in the Stone Age and things, everyone used to be barefooted, you know, you used to walk around. I think that's really important. Um, I love walking on the beach, um, feeling the sand. In fact, it's a little story here. We was walking on the beach um over Christmas and all I kept seeing was plastic that had been washed up. I started my takeaway today for the audience is See plastic on the beach or see it in the path or see it in a field, pick it up. Just one piece. If everyone picked up one piece of plastic and disposed of it correctly, I think we could make a big difference. Going back to the earth and going back to nature can make a big difference for all of us going forward. Um, and I do enjoy walking on the As soon as I get on the beach, I do take my shoes and socks off or my shoes off to walk along the beach. I love that feeling. Is that is that something you do? So I've seen you you do a lot of walking because I've seen you on on LinkedIn and you're talking either in your language or in English. Is that something that you really do relate to yourself personally? Definitely, definitely yes. And uh, uh, who taught me to do this was actually my children. You know, so really, I, I really had problems to do it. I really had problems. I was thinking, oh, my God, shoes, taking off shoes on the playground, you know, full of uh, green grass. I had a problem with it. And then I realized, okay, so let's try it out. And, uh, I mean, the feeling was so great that, yeah, I I can only recommend it. And, of course, you have also some interesting research to earthing and uh, to the positive impacts. And you have all these, you know, electric fields that uh, are connected to that. So it's a very interesting element, that perspective. But what what got me was this good feeling and uh, also the block, you know, to go into that and try it out. And it's so natural, you know, as you said, we were doing it for thousands of years and... It worked, and now it's something that puts you in danger. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jenna, thank you very much for sharing what you're doing. We wish you every success with FrogX and and what you're doing there. Um, and we're we're hoping as B2B Energy, we're going to work alongside you with that as well. So we're really excited what you're doing. Wish you well with it, and we would like to lastly say you and your family, especially those twins, are safe in these times. Thank you so much, Paul, for this great exchange, great conversation. I really enjoyed it. And of course, uh, looking forward to do more together with B2B Energy, for sure, and with all related projects. Thank you so much. Brilliant. It was a great time.